This is WLWT News 5, leading the way with breaking news. Ohio Task Force 1 is now on the ground in Surfside, Florida. For the next 14 days, two shifts of 12 hours will continue the work of finding victims in this horrible building collapse. Ohio Task Force 1 Task Force Leader Jeffrey Newman gave WLWT a call only hours before it was time for the first half of his team to head into the collapse zone. Take us through the last uh, 24 hours or so and uh, the next 24 hours for you and the rest of the team. Sure. So after we arrived last night, we got our billeting um, through um, uh, our uh, kind partners here with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. And that is actually where all uh, five of the teams are housed. So we've got 400 people on here on a ship that's actually down for uh, remodeling. So it's worked out remarkably, especially since uh, uh, with it being a holiday weekend and everything else, billeting is really limited. And it actually it does some good for the economy also. And we're not taking away from their tourism and everything else. So once we arrived, we got everybody settled down, got some nightly checks with my medical team, was able to kind of uh, we were able to get hands on all, all of our 82 team members that we have with us. Um, then once we got up this morning, we were able to, uh, we actually had some team manager meetings um, that we conducted. And then uh, two of my um, other task force leaders actually went down to uh, the collapse site. And what they were doing is meeting up with what's called our IST. It's like an incident management team, but it's actually an incident support team. They're specifically there just to work with our FEMA teams that we have uh, here on site. And so they got that the firsthand information, got to take and get a good uh, first look at it um, as we um, so that we kind of had to, the lay of the land rules of engagement, which are all set up by the HJ, so that we make sure that we do exactly what they want us to do. So we don't uh, create any conflicts or anything else. So once they returned and we had another team manager's meeting, and now I'm getting my night shift. So what we do is we're splitting our team into two, where half of the team will work actually from midnight to noon. And then the second half of us will go out at noon tomorrow and work to midnight of the following day. Uh, so right now we're going through um, our night ops and we're actually starting to, uh, we're getting our medical screening for all of our people that are going. They'll leave for, uh, for the site about um, 2300 or 11 o'clock this evening. Uh, it'll take, it does take some time to get there. Um, you know, it, it's better than the daytime because of less traffic, but we're unable to get any closer than about six blocks away from the site. So any equipment or anything that we need, once we drop our people off at that location, they've got about six blocks to walk to get to the site. And so we did get the, the lay of the land on uh, exclusion zones, uh, specifically where they don't want us to go. Uh, some of the other information that we're looking at on the safety side is uh, weather weather related as you know we've got a hurricane coming up here early next week so we've got that you've always it's florida we expect thunderstorms on a daily basis so we've kind of um have different areas that we know if we declare that we've got bad weather coming in we're going to have to call people off site for lightning or whatever we've got areas that we can send them and then we've also gone through some directions and and set up that that if the building moves uh that we're able to call our people immediately and get them moving out towards the beach or getting out of that collapse zone if something would move. That's an interesting point that the the structure has fallen in a way where I'm guessing it's still supporting in some way what's still standing. 
Yeah, absolutely. So as they got cranes and they've got some of the with their pickers that come inside and they start paying and getting some concrete away, you're taking some weight that's actually leaning against the existing structure and you start to take away that. And that, that building, it was built according to a certain standards and all that building helps support each other. So now as you're ter- starting to take that debris pile and the delayering away, you're creating some uncertainty for the rest of the building. So we've got to make sure that, that, that through our structural engineers that we have and everything else, that we're constantly watching for that movement. And we do have what they call a piece of equipment. It's called a total station. So they're able to sit there and put um, different pieces of equipment all around her. So they're watching that building from every angle that they possibly can for any possible movement. Wow, it's, it's when you when you say it out loud like that, it's really incredible what you still have to do. And, you know, the task of getting through this rubble to hopefully still find some people and hopefully find people alive. But you're still watching the rest of this tower standing above you. you know, for some, for somebody in your position who, who's worked in on you know urban rescue sites before, I guess what's what's the feeling in this moment, knowing you and um, 81 other people are about to go, you know into this area and, and, and get to work. Um, you, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pride thing. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, you know, our team was built for this. This was the original uh, mission for the ESF nine, uh, urban search and rescue teams coming from the Murrow federal building in Oklahoma and then going into 9-11. Um, we've kind of, since that point in time, this, this is kind of a, an, an odd um, response for us, you know, because our mission kind of morphed into hurricane response and recovery in that way, because there was nobody, just like firefighters, if there's nobody to do it, firefighters will find a way to make it happen. And so that's why our mission kind of morphed into more of a hurricane, but truly we have never stopped training and for this type of environment uh, that, so that we're always prepared someday to be able to do missions like this, you know, and, and that is, that's why we're here, you know, hopefully to find people, uh, you know, alive that we can sell, uh, save, uh, otherwise, you know, to get some, the people closure, you know, that that's what it's all about. So there's some finality that can, and then that can take care for these families. Mm-hmm. And what's the trip down for something like this? I know it's obviously a very long time from Ohio to, to Florida, you know, specifically Miami, but there there's gotta be that, I don't know if it's an anxious feeling or it, it's a, I don't know, it has to be some kind of mental fatigue on this, knowing what you're going to be going to, even though I'm sure you're all experienced and trained to this, there still has to be some part of this where it's still like you're just walking into somewhat of an unknown. Yeah, but we're, you know, for the most part, I can honestly say we're all type A personalities, you know, what we do on a regular day, you know, we've got doctors you know, from UC, from Ohio State Medical. And so they're used to that stuff. we got firefighters, pretty much paramedics. Um, that's This is what we do every day. So we've kind of trained ourselves that we're a different breed of individuals. You've got, the, you've got to want to do this. The best thing I can say is we volunteer to be on this team. You know, we've done a lot of training. We've trained for this. You know, there's a lot of hours that go on behind the scene to maintain deployability uh, to do this. So as we're riding down, we have connections throughout the system, um, you know, all over the country, I've got connections. And so we're reaching out and we're talking to those people to try to get intel so that we can start mentally preparing of what we're going to see. And then I can also get my guys and we can pass that information on to them. So, they, you know, we can, we're ready when we get here to, to do the best work we can. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when you mentioned that you're all type A personalities, I was talking to uh, uh, Thomas Lakehamp with Cincinnati FD uh, just a couple days ago about his experience working out in Adams County with the collapse over at the, the power plant. And he yes. said the exact same thing, that you're all type A personalities and you guys are, you know what you're going into and you guys are all uh, ready for this. So it was just kind of unique that you said basically word for word what he said just a couple of days ago. Uh, so, you know, here we are, it's uh, 6.30, you know, 18.30 at this time. Your uh, one team is about five hours away from heading down there or you leaving at 11 o'clock and getting down there. Uh, what what's what's the first thing that happens um, when they get there? I mean, you guys have been brief, but is it just kind of you're assigned to an area and it's just buckets and by hand, like what we've been seeing on, t- on TV? Um, yes, it's actually working. So we have structural engineers and then we have what we call HERS, uh, uh, part of our team with the rescue side is HERS. And they're specifically trained to work with crane operators in doing what we call picks. Um, and so they're going to drill anchors into the concrete and they're able to actually work with the crane operators to remove the, in the do the delayering process in a safe manner. So we have structural engineers. So they're doing load calculations, you know, what type of concrete it is and everything else. So we're make sure that we're using the, the correct webbing is rated for the weights that we're pulling, um, you know, and the anchors are weighed. So we're, you know, and our process is, we have many processes to make sure that we're, the redundancy exists. So that, you know, we're only, the last thing we want is another tragedy or, or something to go wrong, especially because we're lifting above people and everything else. Every time you move a piece of concrete, I can't tell everybody to get off the pile. We move this, you know, but as we, we do inspection holes with our search team and they take cameras down there and they're able to see stuff, uh, you know, we work with them and uh, with our structural engineers, we're delayering those certain sections. So the, uh, from what we're hearing now, that they're specifically getting into uh, areas that they uh, believe that they're, you know, it was a mimic of all the 13, the, the other 12 floors. They know exactly where the layout and the lay of the land. So we're hoping now, you know, we have a good idea where people may be and that's, that's going to help. So uh, that's, that's what it's all about. But yes, I know chief clay camp. I've worked with him many times uh, personally, because he used to be a task force leader with me. And we had been out together. So absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. I fully understand his comments. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot, a lot of shared shared experiences within your line of work and, and what you all do. Uh, so for you know the people here in Ohio who, who will be you know watching the story later or listening to it on, the, on our podcast, I guess what's the message uh, to them as you guys uh, you know head into this? I mean, it's uh, I mean the countdown is on, and you know we've been talking about you guys getting out there and helping, and you were on standby, and now you're here. You know, what, what's the message back to Ohio for everybody here as you guys uh, go to? You know, help uh, help the situation down there. Well, the biggest thing is is just we have to stay healthy. Our team, our guys are. The heat is something that we're not used to down here. Uh, the humidity, um, just being safe, taking care of people, watching it. You know, just being reassuring the people. We're here. We're here to help them, um, and that, that's what we're made for. You know, uh, we're just a small a small piece of the puzzle in the bigger picture, and anything that we can help you know, bring, bring closure or, you know, or help save somebody. That's, that's what we're here for, you know, and and they know it. Um, You know, it just takes time. Be patient. Um, It's, it's, it's something that's, it's inherently dangerous. I mean, we do it every day, Um, but that's it. We're here to help. And uh, we're glad to be a part and to assist the other people have been working here a week. 
This there's some long, grueling hours. You know, when we signed up for this, we know we're here for 14 days. That's what we signed up for. So we know that we got two weeks before we'll ever before we should leave uh, the site to get back. You know, unless something changes. But you know, so yeah, slow and steady wins the race. So on said he sends the race and, and, and for you personally, I know you're planning to go down there and get a look at the site. And, and I, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you expect when you get there? I know you say you talk to sources on your way down, you've seen the news articles, you've seen the video, I guess, what personally do you expect when you see something like this, when you say it's, this is a unique situation of what you're walking into? Well, basically, if you look at it, it's a smaller version of nine 11, you know, this is a single building, uh, not as much, not as tall, but, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about when you first walk onto the site, you're, you're basically on the sixth floor, you know, out of the 13 story building. I mean, so that that's what I mean. So you just you got you prepare yourself for we have rubble piles, you know, uh, that we train on. But, uh, you know, those rubble piles have been there for quite a long time. You know, the biggest thing is there's still movement, debris, the debris moves and everything else. So making sure people are just safe, looking out for each other, accountability. That's that's my biggest thing. Be accountable for your your fellow brothers and sisters that you're working with. Make sure everybody's good mentally, physically, you know. And, and so, you know, because at the end of the day, just like we do in our regular job, everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff, uh, I know everybody up here in Ohio and greater Cincinnati and this entire area is thinking about uh, all of you down there, you know, performing this service to uh, help other people in need right now. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your evening uh, to chat with me. We really do appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks to Jeffrey Newman from Ohio Task Force One for taking some time from their important task to speak with us. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This has been a WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio breaking news podcast. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. We've all seen it. That check engine light in our car. Do I check it now? Check it later? Can I keep driving? That one light doesn't tell you what you need to know. And if you get your weather from a symbol on your phone, you're not getting the full story. WLWT Weather has the only certified most accurate forecast in Cincinnati. It's where you get the difference-making details. You'll know exactly what to expect and when, so you can plan your day. WLWT Weather, Cincinnati's certified most accurate forecast.